Ladies and gentlemen, sailors and savages of all ages, cheese wagons and cheese wagonettes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Why Are You Laughing podcast. And why are we laughing? Why are things funny? Why are they not funny? Well, I can't help you. (laughs) But I want to start this show, this episode with a story. Usually I start with a fun fact or something that's going on in life, you know. Uh, or something that has happened, something that is going to happen, whatever it may be. But today's episode is different. You know, I, I talk a lot about my music career. You know, it's it's been, I can't lie to you guys, it's been one crazy life. You know, I started playing music when I was nine, and, you know, I, I guess not nine. No, I was in the fourth grade. I was in the fourth grade. We'll say that. I was in the fourth grade when I started playing music. Let's just go back for a second. You know, you get a recap because my mind's a little <laughs> not great. <laughs> but, you know, you got to figure. I started when I was in the fourth grade. And ever since then, it hasn't stopped. It has been a constant whirlwind, you know, from from my experiences. and the band of school, you know, when I started playing trumpet and, you know, being in the orchestra and what have you to my first band, just another day, you know, which started in Rutland. And, you know, of course my whole childhood is based on that. And then, you know, up to soda and then up to now, it's just been a constant in my life. Things have just been going on where I have been completely and utterly shocked and blessed through what has been going on. And, uh, you know, I owe a great deal to a lot of people for that reason, you know. And uh, this was a few years ago. Soda was doing well. You know, we had songs out. We had new stuff. We had camaraderie. You know, it was just a complete... Uh, whirlwind of fun and being happy and staying young. You know, the whole thing, the whole band was rocking. All three of us, you know. We go to uh, all shows like throughout New England. You know, we go go to uh, Rhode Island and uh, New Hampshire and Mass and New... And, uh, you know, Connecticut, we we're just doing a whole bunch of stuff. And one day I'm driving, you know, up to one of my three, four jobs, whatever it is that's happening. And I'm driving along and, uh, my buddy Jay calls me up and, uh, I think you've heard me talk about him on the podcast before. One of my great friends who, uh, I love dearly. He's my goomba. He's my brother. He's down in Florida. Now, he calls me up, and he says, how would you like to come down here for a show? And I says, great. What are you thinking? What's, what's, what's the, uh, what is the context? And uh, he says, well, it's my, it's my girlfriend's party. She's having a, a graduation party. And I said, great. Where's it going to be at? It's going to be at her house. Now, mind you, I've been there. I've been uh, hanging out with the family. I'm good friends with them. And fast forward, the band is going on the road for our first 
really big live venue. You know, we at this point we've been playing for I don't know, the the last three, four years were just craziness. You know, we played everywhere. We went all these different places. And so in my mind, I've done all this stuff beforehand, but it was so awesome to just be involved and invited and um, to participate in a great show like this, you know. And uh, we drove down, the four of us, me, Sully Subby, and uh, one of my best friends, James. We all went down. And it was just a blast. We had such a good time. You know, we got to play our show. We killed it. It felt like, it just felt like we'd made it, you know? Some people have a definition of success as like money or fame. My definition of success, as I'll talk about in, you know, the documentary, which is going to be coming out. My definition of success is this. To be okay with yourself and to be happy and self-sufficient as as goes and goes along with being an adult and also balancing out everything is the best success that you can have. You know, forget everything you heard about you need to go to Los Angeles in order to become a movie star. You need to go to Tennessee in order to become a music star. You know, the only thing that you need if you want to be successful is your approval. Your approval. You know, I I got the chance to go down this path. And I was completely shell-shocked when we got this gig. And the people that we met along the way were tremendous. You know, and the subpars are some of those people that just help you to want to play well and to continue to meet more bands and have the, who have the same camaraderie that you do. And so getting to sit down with them and chat over Zoom, you know, even though we're in a pandemic and even though we're living in a very angry world has been awesome. You know, Devin and James who are in the band have just been so kind and gracious to me to do this interview and chit chat with them. I'm just, uh, I'm fortunate, you know, they're, they're great guys. They have a lot of heart, you know, they're working on new stuff. Obviously they just released a brand new song, which we talk about. So I hope you guys enjoy this. You know, I hope I didn't go on too long, but, um, Thank you all for listening. Um, it's it's a new month. We're in April. It's crazy. 2021 is moving right along. How nuts. <laughs> I don't have any facts for you today, but uh, I will get back to that segment eventually, I promise. You know, not that everyone was looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Thank you guys for listening once again. This is a Why Are You Laughing podcast. Let's go. Why are you laughing? You know any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why You Laughing Podcast! 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Why You're Laughing podcast. Over the speakers, you can hear my boys from the subplies. Songs called Can't Let Go. Oh my goodness, here we are again. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Why You Laughing podcast. I am your host, uh, the guy that sits in a very, very comfortable chair, but unfortunately his back is completely thrown, so there's no reason to even try to be comfortable. (laughs) But it's okay, because I'm very, very, very happy, once again, to welcome back uh, my friend Devin from... Uh, the subpars, the drummer, and also the singer, Mr. James. I don't know your last name. I'm sorry, sir. But it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> it's not important. It, it, you know, nobody goes to people by their last names anymore. So. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's cracking? Not much. It is good to be here. Good to talk to you again. Good to have you guys on. What's uh, what's new and exciting? I know you have a new song out, so talk about that. That's uh, that's definitely. I think James can kick that one off. That one, he he gave birth to a lot of the concept for that one. Yeah. So essentially, a couple of years ago, I uh, I went through a, this time in my life where I was vegan, and uh, you know, all <laughs> vegans out there, I'm sorry not your fault uh you know you just it is their it is their fault because it is on purpose it's all their fault it's, i say well, it's right i guess that's true so okay so screw you guys you should not be vegan uh <laughs> unless like the song says unless the, the fat messes with you and, and it doesn't you know it's not affecting your your tummy very well but basically you know i i just got i was at the biggest uh i was because i had bounced back from being vegan to just going back to like trying to lose weight. And I was at the biggest I was, I was like 260 pushing, you know, going higher than that. Right. And uh, I was just like, you know what? I, um, I want to do something different. So I started doing like the keto diet and started losing weight. And then I just like thought about it. I'm like, man, I cannot believe I was vegan. I I don't understand how I did that. And then the song just kind of came out of there. Like it just came up. I, I sat, sat, I was in the back room of, the condo we lived in at the time. And I just started messing around with this riff. And I was like, wait a second, that, that's a good looking riff. And then, uh, and then the, the words just kind of came to me. And then uh, that was the main part of the song. And then the second part of the song was after, uh, after us and Devin and several other people started doing keto and it was like getting a little bit bigger. Devin was like, Hey, we should add like an ending to the song. And I kind of wrote a couple, you know, I, I wrote a riff to it, but I think it was too fast for Devin to want to play. So then he slowed it down, which ended up, I think it made perfect sense to slow it down anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Jory just killed it, just running in there with his arena rock voice. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the whole story of that song is it came, came about from just, I used to be vegan and now I'm not. So. And when you guys released it, like, is that you? Obviously, you have a few things on online already. You know, is that is that going to be like part of a, a new record that you guys have coming out, or is it just a single as far as right now goes? Uh, so I think as as far as right now goes, we're doing just we're just releasing a lot of the singles. Um, we might compile them down the road. 
before COVID, we, we only were able to get down what, I mean, in total, we probably have upwards of like 20, 20 ish songs, but we could really only put down what, like eight or nine of them, Devin, that, that we were like, in, yeah, these are ready. yeah, in this, in this first run, I mean, I always look at it like this, this first group of songs that that's the, you know, that'll be the first album, even though we're, we're we are releasing them all as singles um, just to have, you know, continuous new content that we're putting out. Um, you know, once, once they're all out and they're all done, um, you know, we can pretty much wrap that up as, as the first album and then move on to the second group. Cool. Cool. Tremendous. So you guys have been working on this stuff for a while then. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. COVID was, a, was a little bit of a, little bit of a setback. Um, we had Just gotten into a, a good, yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't help. Um, but we had gotten into a good routine of, you know, kind of like taking turns, um, you know, cause we geographically we're, we're pretty s- separated. Um, where Jory is in Orlando, James in, is in St. Pete and I'm in Tarpon. So, oh my gosh. We, you know, we would kind of rotate. Yeah. So it's, it was, it was good practice for being like a remote band from the beginning. So, you know, we had a good system of rotating around and, you know, different people, you know, biting the bullet and taking, you know, doing the, the commute. Um, right. And when COVID hit, we, we kind of had to figure out real fast how to do it fully remote, um, which, took, which took some time. But we, you know, we've caught up with that and we're able to send the tracks back and forth and, um, you know, do a little bit of re- uh, recording separately and compile it together. Um, vegan is, is really mostly all separate, you know, that that's for the vast majority, all of us, um, not in the same room because of, of COVID. So, right. I think, I think that's an accomplishment for, for beginners, for a hobbyist, uh, studio engineering. Have, have you now, I think you and I probably talked about this when you last came on the show, Devin, but when did you guys actually form the group? Those, uh, we formed. We, I, I like to think of the band having been born at California Disney. <laughs> 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 we, uh, me, uh, James, I, and our wives, uh, we went on this trip to California, and we went to the California Disney. And for whatever reason, the way we we planned our travel was was very uh, very much in disregard for our our mental well-being and sleep so we were very very sleep deprived when we got there so we talked all kinds of mad mad nonsense and just lunacy for like two days until we we kind of caught caught back up um and at disney then at least the name i mean me and james have been talking about starting a band since we had met years before that even um but that's when it was even you know it was even harder because of the geography and we had nobody else. There was no supporting musicians that, that were consistent because as you know, musicians are and always will be the worst people in the world. Hey, Every, pretty much. Yep. And, no, especially me, but especially you guys and especially everybody else. <laughs> we, it is a dead, dead tie for last place for quality person, all of us. And that's, that's just the nature of being a musician. You have to be, <laughs> fundamentally flawed to even be interested in becoming a musician so you can't be like oh no accept me nope if you're there 
you're part of the team. I've done that successfully for many years. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, and as we were we were just making all these jokes and we were we were making fun of some uh overly opulent California residents um that we had had overseen all right, Devin, we'll uh, bashing right a sushi there. restaurant. Do me a yeah, favor. Yeah. Don't use any big words, okay? I don't know what opulent means. I didn't go oh. to high school very much. You need to relax with the terminology, okay? All right, all right, all right, all right. What is happening here? I'm, I'm, I'm not Albert Einstein. I'm not going to be able to understand or communicate. What, what do you think you, is happening here? You Do you get it through context? I don't know. Context, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to know what that means. <laughs> so anyway you see these california people you're trashing them and then what uh, and then so we the saw wives you want sushi yeah. the wives are like we need sushi mm. and we we're just devin was driving because i i was actually under the age of 25 so i couldn't rent the car yet doesn't that but devin suck? was the only one that could drive it does but That's it's also good because i hate driving like this is what uh, i mean not to detract but this is what is so no. dumb in this country you can enlist and go kill yourself at 18 for, you know, the country or whatever, whoever. But you can't have a drink. You uh, can barely smoke cigarettes, you know, all this other stuff you can do. And you can't rent a car when you can drive. <laughs> How yeah. dumb. Anyway, sorry, that's my rant. You can duplicate no, yourself. Okay. You can actually create more people like yourself without checking with anyone about the kind of person you are, which is, I think that's quite a, quite a privilege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know what that means. I'm confused by that. Dude, babies, man, having babies. You oh, can have yeah. Lim- well, yeah. You can have unlimited. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm sure cryptic today. <laughs> Sorry. It's not okay. Plus eight. <laughs> okay. So, so, in, <laughs> so, okay. So from our vantage point now in hindsight, I feel my, Comments from the past thirty seconds or so were fairly, fairly on point. I agree. Yeah, no, they were. But anyway, <laughs> so we go to get sushi, and we're looking up, trying to figure out, and we find this place in Laguna Beach, and mm. every one of the reviews on Yelp just was like, "This sushi, this sushi place is subpar." I've been to Japan, and I've traveled the world, <laughs> and I have, and I swear to you, to this day, go on Yelp and find me. One restaurant that does not have a review that says subpar somewhere in there. You won't find it because it's everywhere. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, the Planned Parenthood Center in Tarpon has a, has a review and it says subpar in it. Is that where the name came from? Like it just had come up so much that you guys had just decided to yep. adopt it? Yep, it went for so long and we would just, the along with the, the, the speaking like the California people and then the, the name it just kind of it came to fruition we were like no like this is this is what we got to do this is this this was handed to us you know wow that's crazy that's crazy what was the alternate name james you had you had another band name that you said you oh i have had a ton. Kind of- i had uh if it was going to be like a super punk na- band it was going to be like formal chaos uh was one of them oh man i don't remember a lot of the other ones now but i know i had a ton like growing up like ever since i wanted to start bands i like the moonlight mad men was one that like i had tossed around um i think that was the one you you kicked at me 
um, when we were talking about band names. That was, I think that was the contender against the subpars. Which in hindsight, it was terrible. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we went the way we went. I can, I I still like it. I can remember 10 years ago, you know, right around that time, uh, me and Corey and George, which were my three compadres that started the band with me initially. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't speak Spanish. Back it up. <laughs> no me gusta que no fueras amigos. Bienvenidos no, a Marqueterías Podcast. <laughs> you don't speak Spanish and you live in Florida. You got a problem, uh, my friend. You are going to oh, get kidnapped whoa, 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 and you're not going to know whoa. what happens. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to speak Spanish if you live in Florida because you just have to have a Spanish friend, right, James? <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's a cop oh, out. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Cop out. Cop out. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, you know, this this had to be nine, ten years ago when we were throwing back names and trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And it was just like, I remember one of the <laughs> suggestions was, uh, we're all Star Wars fans, but one of the big suggestions was, just hold on, Dax. From, like, a line from <laughs> Empire Strikes Back when him and the guy are in the <laughs> ship taking down the walkers. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually wrote it on the basement wall downstairs of Corey's house. Like, this is going way back. I was like, <laughs> like holy cow, I can't believe that's still up there after all these years. <laughs> yeah, finding a name is hard. That's, uh, it is. Cause I mean, you're, it, it's basically like you're, you're, that's your, that's who you are for, for, from then on out. So if you pick something stupid, like you're stuck with it, There's, you can't, you can't change it, you know? Right. right. Exactly. Now, let me ask you guys this: when you when you started playing, you know, was there was there chemistry and camaraderie between the four of you? Because, I mean, it, because there is four, right? You don't have five in your band. Uh, we have we have three. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. Also, there's three, and then we have one for like recording and and sometimes shows. Oh, but okay. it's right. probably it's just core three. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't um, it's like it's like Green Day when they've got that other guy like just off stage you can't see playing yes. back up back up. Which is interesting, Devin, because he's actually a full blown member now. They made him a part of the band. Well, good for that guy, Jason White. He's he'd been playing with them since nineteen since Nimrod came out, which was in like ninety seven, ninety eight, right around that time. But yeah, they and they're just like no. It's I, like the, it was like the guy from Alkaline Trio too. Like they're not a trio. There's there's four of them, but you didn't you never saw him on stage. <laughs> they were just like always aside. But you'd be like, where's that where's that scratch coming from? That's a weird sound from that <laughs> guy not playing his guitar. Right. Green Day keeps that other guitar player like in, like locked in a basement, and they just throw him <laughs> fish heads once a week, and they're like, no eye contact, and they just turn his light off. <laughs> No eye contact and stare at the floor the whole time during the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That's crazy. No, he's actually a very talented but, guy, Jason White. He's a savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's nuts. He he, he was also... What's the other band that they... the net, Not the network. Oh, man, what's the name of it? It's basically the four of them, and, and nobody knew who they were for years. Hot Tub then, Time? Like, or they were playing tub, a show. Uh, the Subborough... Wait. What the heck was it? The Southborough Hot Tubs? I can't remember it now. I can't remember. You're going back a ways. My mind is destroyed. 
after all these years, people. <laughs> after all these podcasts, after all these shows, the network. Really it was the network. Me to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was anyway. the network. It was a six six piece new wave band. Oh, really? With, okay. With uh, basically all the members of Green Day, and then him, and then another person. So, That's or crazy. two other people. So, it was crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, Jory, I actually, I've known Jory since I was like 16 or 17. We were like friends in like, we kind of ran around the same groups in Orlando, just kind of vertical to each other where, or not ver- like parallel, like we would, we would always see each other, but never really, you know, do a whole lot. And then um, when I met Devin, it'd be the same thing. Like Devin lived far away and we were all just in different spots. And then, you know, a uh, couple years back, I moved back to Orlando from St. Pete uh, and got back in touch with Jory. And then we just started picking it up from there because we were all just like, you know what? Hey, this is this is a good time as ever. You know, um, right. my kid was starting to get older to where she understands that, hey, I, 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 I'm I going to go out and play a show or I'm going to go to a show. And she's cool with it. You know, so um, I didn't realize that you had kids. We, uh, I have just just one. She turns six tomorrow, so. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. She's older than the band. <laughs> yeah. So, now when you guys started playing, you know, obviously you, James, you said you knew. Now, now Jordy is the drummer. Jory is the the other guitar and other singer. The other. Okay. Okay. So you guys have known each other. <laughs> Did I just say he is he the drummer? I know that Devin's the drummer. Am I am I an idiot? <laughs> what the heck is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just Dev. giving you time. I'm sorry, I was, man. Uh, I was just giving you a second. I'm, I'm like, like it'll I, work. It, I, it'll work itself out. I, sheesh, my apologies. <laughs> if I could outtake that, I would. But unfortunately, you guys need content, and this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, his, <laughs> historically, there is no way to edit audio, so unfortunately, we're stuck with it. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway. <laughs> goodness but uh okay so you know you guys get together and and then what what do you guys start recording music right away writing playing shows to like walk me through the process of what happened when you guys got together there may be some different sides of this story we'll let james go first (laughs) oh you said i'll go first oh uh, so so we first opened it up and like just started just doing covers um and it was just me and devin and then we had two other people no one other person no yeah it was two other people two See, other people. it happens to and all it was of just us one, it, yeah <laughs> it was just like a one-off show that it was just going to be one time and we were like hey let's just do it we'll we'll pull a couple covers um you yeah. know some some 2000s and and like late 90s punk covers right. let's just let's just hammer them out and it'll be cool so um we did that show. We played those covers. And then after that, it just like, we just started getting into the, the habit of, you know, wanting to keep going. And that's how, you know, I pulled Jory in because the other guitar player that was playing with us didn't care about it that much. Um, and we did have a different, we had another person that was another guitar slash singer too. Hmm. Um, and that's when we told, you know, we, we all four of us got together and immediately just started going in on writing or bringing songs that we already had. Cause I mean, I've got, I've got songs from middle school. Like they're, 
they're all flushed out pretty much in my mind. I just never put them on, you know, on, on a recording. Um, so it was just kind of those things. Like we would bring over a song and, uh, everyone would listen to it and we'd all give our, our piece of, you know, how we feel about it. Um, none of us were ever like, no, I don't want to hear that. Like, this is what I want. It was always just totally like, no, okay. Everybody's got to be happy with it before we move on. Um, Mm. so, I mean, that's, that's how I felt about it, but I'll let Devin say what, how he felt. I mean, that was, yeah, I mean, that's right. That's that, that's how it definitely felt from the beginning. It definitely felt like everybody was going to, because the, the problem with bands is it destroys friendships as I think we've all seen. Um, and just something about the nature of, of, again, musicians is just a bad combination. Like you, you throw that into the mix with your friends and it's like, maybe you're going to have less friends. So, you know, I, I would be very cautious about who I would be in a, you know, in a band with, um, but that mix of people was, was very, very cooperative and considerate and, um, you know, just, just worked, worked well, um, really with like being friends first and then the band second. And and if you keep it like that, it, it, it's definitely better. I think you probably, a lot of people probably, probably overvalue their band. Whereas obviously the value of your friends, the value of, of people is exponentially more, you know, and that I, I felt confident that, uh, James and Jory and now, uh, Austin, the other guy, um, everybody's kind of on the same page for that, that nobody would do anything to mess up any of our friendships because of something about the band. You know, I'll, I'll just, I'll blow the band up tomorrow and forget about it. If I get to keep my friends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, you know, this is kind of a serious moment for me, I guess, but I think down the line, that's what's going to be rough for me, is that I've done the band thing, you know, for the last 15 years, and, you know, it's, I've done the solo thing, I've done a lot of stuff, and I think that's probably going to be one of the hardest things if I ever find, like, a girlfriend or get a family, you know, the whole nine. It's like, that's probably going to be one of the most difficult things, is leaving the life, if I ever had to, because I'm so used to doing things, you know, now, being single and all this stuff, it's like, it's, it's definitely a balance you know, you really, really have to be prepared to, you know, make decisions quickly. You know, as Devin was just gotta, saying. And you got to be able to pivot and everybody's got to be open to pivoting when right. stuff happens. But if, if one of us can't do, you know, one day and the other ones can, then, okay, well, we got to figure out another one. Or, you know, if uh, if we didn't feel comfortable about doing pretty much, I mean, anything, we would just say it and everyone would be just totally like, okay, fine. Like, cool. Move right, on. Right. Um, yeah. We, uh, we cut a, we had to cut a song right at the, the graduation party that we played with you guys, Sam. Yeah. Uh, like literally like four seconds before we even started playing just, you know, just James saw or heard something that just made him recalculate the set list. And he's like, Hey, let's drop, um, the song. And uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a song that me and Jory, like playing a lot but you know it's kind of like okay if you have you know if there's a reason that we shouldn't do this cool and we just dropped it off the set list right you know minutes before we had to 
had to play. But I, I could that I could rebel? see in my head, I'm like, if this was a different group of people, like this is this is a band fight in another universe. Oh yeah. But, absolutely. And, and I was like, but be. look at it, look at everybody being adults. This is this is beautiful. What were you gonna was say? That, James? Rebel that we cut for that one? We, uh, it was it was rebel, right? Because we there was too okay, many yeah, hipsters. You, yeah. you you saw how many hipsters you were gonna have to fight after the show. So you're like, maybe I yep. should drop this derogatory, uh, hipster, uh, yeah. in, in, in inflammatory song. <laughs> yeah, no dis no diss tracks around the hipsters. So I was just it it, it just made more sense to do that. <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta make the right choices, even if they don't seem wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like. People can do it. You can have you can have your life. You can be an adult. You can be responsible. You can have your friends, and you can be a good person, and you can have a band. And yeah. somewhere along the way, m- most people drop a couple of those off. Um, you know, instead of putting in the extra work to kind of keep it all up. And I, I'm pretty proud of the group that we've we've done that, and as well as we have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you guys can see. I love you guys. Is what I'm trying to say. I love you guys. We James, love you too. James Bottom is line. like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it as awkward as possible. I can keep going. No, Doug. Hey, listen. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm, I'll be the first. You can ask anyone that's been in my band previously. I'll be the first to talk great about them. I just talked about this on the last podcast with my boy. It was like, you know, I, this this might have been a couple a couple weeks ago, but I I said. Because when I was first starting the band, two of the guys went off to do other things. And now, you know, fast forward to today, they have a band. Like, my old guitar player is now a bass player in a big band. And, you know, my my friend Corey makes guitars. Like, he just, they both went and did their things. And, you know, I got, I wasn't happy at first because I thought they were ditching me. But, I mean, it was just like... They did what they thought was going to be important to them and, and matter to them. And eventually I went on to do different things with Soda. And it was just like, we all still love each other so much. I talk to them all the time. They've been on the podcast, you know. It's just, you know, it's it's like you said, Dev. You know, what what do you value and whatever it is, are you willing to, you know, put, you know, things that you don't think are as important aside? So here's a question for you. I'm going to I'm going to play podcast host for, here for a second, spin Please. it around on you. Please. How do you feel about the Led band Zeppelin? breakups? How do How do you <laughs> feel about about creamsicles? Hmm. No, dude. I don't know who um, they are. Are they a new band? <laughs> <laughs> this is this there's nobody left listening at this point. Um, so how do you feel about band reorganizations? And, you know, the breakups and the switch around that you were just talking about and songs. I mean, do you feel that if everybody collaborates on a song that, you know, everybody that that had a hand in it could very well perform their own version of that song with their band? If nobody's making a serious living off of it, if this is, you know, at a a very local, uh, somewhat amateur level, you know. What, what do you what do you think? Are are you gonna rage and go go shoot somebody with a crossbow because they they're playing a song that you know the two of you came up came up with when you were in a band? Absolutely not. I don't think that that would ever be a problem. 
you know, I, I'll say publicly right now, I love Subby and, and, uh, and Sully to death. They're my brothers. They always will be. And, you know, things happen to where it, it they recall a, a good time in their life <clears throat> and they want to remember it, then by all means. You know, Steve Perry didn't stop singing Journey songs when they kicked him out of Journey or when he left or whatever they want to call it. He still sang those songs for years and years. And then went on to do his solo stuff and whatever. And then they inducted all of them into the Hall of Fame. And you watch the video and they're all hugging each other. And it's like, it's just cool. And so, you know, in my heart of hearts, do I hope that things get back together and we can get the band going again and, you know, play those songs and, you know, do new projects and whatever? 100% I do. And I fully believe that that will happen someday. But... You know, to answer the question, no, I would never be upset if they wanted to, you know, show their stuff and, and really look back to a time that was just a fun time in all of our lives. What if it was a song that you mostly wrote? Like you wrote the, the you know, the concept for the song and everybody built it and performed it and added their own stuff to it. Like at what point is the song too much yours that they shouldn't touch it? Or is it everybody's in the band everybody's got access to the material that the band did well that's what i'm saying i mean it's like because for those who really don't realize i wrote 90 percent of the songs in our group and you know if it was them going out to play my stuff i would applaud it because it's like I love to see I'm one of those guys that loves to see covers, you know, who does a great job, you know, who mm-hmm. who has a different version, you know. So no, to answer your question, no, never. If they wanted to to do that and relive the the old days, then I would be 100% behind it. All right. This has been the Devin Coastar Reverse Podcast. Thank <laughs> yes. you for tuning in. Yes, I was glad to be on. I loved answering the questions. Uh, I'm thinking about starting my own podcast one day. <laughs> Live your life. You got to do it. You might as well. Today's sponsor is Tide Pods. <laughs> For those who missed 2015. <laughs> right. Uh, so they still get stuck guys. in my teeth. I can't. I can't get past them. What's that? I said they still get stuck in my teeth. I can't get past that part. Oh, Tide Pods. Oh, I was like... <laughs> yeah. I thought you said there's still something stuck in my teeth and I can't get past it. <laughs> no, the Tide Pods <laughs> always get stuck in my teeth and I can't get past that part. So, oh, All right. Well, I got three or four of them that light up pretty bright on MRIs and it freaks the doctor out every time. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> These are my new dentures, I swear, Doc. Doctor's like, there's there's a lot of eyes looking at me in your CT scan. Maybe we need to take a look at this. <laughs> yeah, take a beat. <laughs> so, which is, you know, staying on the music thing, it's like switch gears to, you know, you guys get a camaraderie together. You know, you're comfortable. You play songs. You do covers. Whatever. When you go up on stage, what is the thought process? Is like, do you have a lot of anxiety when that happens? You know, because it's like, it's, it's a different kind of animal going up on stage for the first time. Because you guys have been a band for what? What did you say, Devin? Six years? I think two years for the actual band. We've been 
we've been, I don't know, James, does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. Since we started, like, just doing, like, focusing on original stuff, it's been about two, two, three-ish years. Oh, okay. It just kind of oh. depends on if you want to count COVID as right. a year or not, which I, I feel like I don't need to. Right. Agreed. So, so anyway, so you, you guys go up on stage. What's the mentality these days? Uh, I think all of us are just, you know, we've, we've played these songs so many times. We are, we're so comfortable with them that it just kind of, it's very comfortable to, to be there and just kind of watching either, you know, watching the hopping around or watching, you know, the just smiling faces or laughing. Like it, it just feels like you're up there and you're just, there's, you're just sharing all the love in the world. And it just right there in that moment is where I always want to be. Like, I just want to be near a stage. It doesn't have to even be me on there. But if I'm near a stage, like I just, I just feel like everything is right. And there's nothing that can, that can, that can make me feel better than, than those, you know, those feelings. And, um, I, I think that the anxiety just doesn't happen as much except for, you know, if we're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't play this song in front of these hipsters. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've, I think we've always felt just super comfortable. I mean, there, there have been a handful of times where, um, I don't remember playing or, uh, like I'll, we'll, we'll mess up something in the song. And instead of like an adult continuing, I'll just like, no, 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 stop, stop. Let's start over. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's just, that's just, you know, that's how I am. I just, I'd rather just do something right. Um, but the anxiety is not there for me, at least. I, I don't know right. about Devin and Jory. I, I have the exact opposite experience. <laughs> I I get on I get on stage, and I am straight just pissing myself. Um, it's <laughs> nailed it. It's 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 you know the band is important, and I just I just want things to go well. So I, I get very overly consumed with just trying to make sure we've got like all of our bases covered. You know, it's it's do I have my click track set up right? Do we have the set list written out? Does everybody have the same set list? Uh, you know, are you know, do I remember you know the, the count ins and like the transitions between the songs? So I'm I, I get a little overly worked up just just like power reviewing all the details before we play just because, you know, everybody puts a lot of time and energy into doing these shows. And I just I wanted to go as well as it can. You know, I try to record all the shows. So it's like, okay, is the camera set up? Is it running? Is there a memory card? The batteries? It's just, you know, I give myself an extra hundred things to worry about instead of just going on stage and playing. So I, I it's my own fault. Um, just so like I get, all these I get a little bit worried. to remember. Yeah. So it's just all that stuff. Just because, you know, I, I, I want to do everything that I can to make sure that the, sh- that the shows go well. Um, mm-hmm. But then once everything is going well, it is a tremendous experience. It is a un- very unique experience to play live music. Um, that's fairly, you know, just incomparable to, to really anything else. It's, it's quite a rush. I can remember back to my first days of going on stage. And to this day, I think back and cringe. But now, you know, thinking about 
whatever is to come. Hopefully, you know, it has something to do with getting a group together and doing either a, you know, a, um, a festival or, you know, a recording session or whatever, you know, just to be with those people is going to be amazing. And, you know, the comparison from then to now is like, I cannot wait to get back on that stage and just relive everything that happened in the last eight years, nine years, you know. Have you ever seen uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert? No, I never did get to see them. It's, hold on, sorry, there's somebody driving a dirt bike through my neighborhood. I thought I moved to a nice enough neighborhood. I was under the impression this was a nice enough area to not have dirt bikes in the street, but I guess I got to move. Um, from Florida, there, yeah, I'd say so. It, yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah don't, we don't we don't need to go down that road again. But no, we, we can don't. if you'd like to. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we know, um, we know. Yeah, What what the heck were we even talking about? Oh, we were talking about stage, the stage. You said Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then you out. said the Chili Peppers. And, yeah, we were not talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's yes, no way we were. You asked if me you if I'd seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to go. Okay. I, no, no, say, no. I need you to go to the doctor right now. Yeah, exactly. Dev, <laughs> take the hand no. off of the trigger. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling much better now. Um, so, yeah, if you ever see a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, they they don't always do it, but they most of the time will take like this one-minute break in the middle of their show, and they literally get together um, on stage and come together and and just have like a moment of appreciation for the fact that they're all still friends and that they've been able to do the thing that they love for so long. And they do that on stage, no microphones. It's literally just between them and they make the audience wait for a minute and just look at them. And then they'll go back and go on with their set. Um, there's a couple of videos of it on YouTube. And I was like, what the heck is this? That's a crazy and, thing. Every show. But that is mo- most shows. Mo- wow. maybe if they're headlining but yeah they will have this moment on stage where they just make sure that they are reflecting appreciation for each other and for the fact that they get to uh, be where they are and you know that to me is you know that's like the archetype that's like the perfect example for how to you know kind of like stay you know, uh, just stay connected to your friends and like, like the mm-hmm. attitude you're, you're supposed to have, you know? Right. So that's right. I kind of use that as like my, my perfect example. Do you guys have a thing before you go out on stage? Tequila. I don't think we do. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I stopped drinking over COVID. So I, I will have to figure something else out, but yeah, I guess there was bring your cranberry juice, James. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, nothing wrong with that. But uh, no, we we had a thing. We would like cross arms, like we had swords or whatever. <laughs> Just one little pound before we got up there. That, that works. Yeah. Oh my word. We 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 had so much fun. You know, it, it's. I think about the old days, and I'm like, my goodness, like what an education I've gotten through all these years of playing you know have you guys you know obviously you've been together for a few years now so you've seen each other 
improve on stage and, you know, uh, do things differently. What do you guys think that you've learned through these years of going up there and playing? Have at it. Vince is probably. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was, I was saying for you to go. Oh, I was just saying. I, I think patience is like definitely one of those things because a lot of times I, I get like this with my, with my wife and kid where I have something in my mind and I need to get it out of my mind. But no matter what I do, I can't explain it for you to, for them to understand it because only I could understand it. But I, right. you don't always understand. You don't always get that. You you don't get the the that's your mind that's going on. So basically, when you're up there and you're you're making the music together, you're taking all that stuff that's inside of you and putting it on paper or putting it on a recording. You want everyone to understand it with you, and you got to be paid. You got to be you got to be cool that sometimes they won't get it until, or sometimes it won't click until you wait a little bit and. Hey, wait a second. Instead of doing it this way, why don't we do it like this? And then boom, something clicks and, and it just propels the song into the next into the next spot. So right. I, I feel like, like it's it's all time. Anytime that's right. happened. Yeah. Anytime that's happened, if you're just if you're just patient with each other, if you're discussing it and and just open to the criticism, that's probably another big thing. It's just be open to criticism. We're all none of us are perfect. Gotta be. We're all screwed up in all these different ways, but we all have positives and negatives that outweigh each other. So you just got to work with those together and you get there, you know? Right. Yeah. Criticism is important. I, I would, I would rather tell a 13 year old girl that the boy that she likes thinks she's ugly and have that conversation than tell a musician that they're doing something wrong. Like, I feel like the reception would be better in that first scenario, but again, that's, that's the nature. That's just the nature of us all. But yeah, it's. Um, is it really? Is it really though? No, no. <laughs> Are it, you sure? The, in deep, deep inside, it's there. But some people choose to act otherwise. And that's that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I, the, totally, I totally agree. Honestly, like I, <clears throat> I, you know, there's there's really there's really no reason for parents not to do that, like to tell to be honest with their kids that type of whole situation it's like you have to be honest with your kids you have to be honest with yourself it's you know it's uh it's the honest truth is better than a half truth in essence one thing i can definitely say is one thing we did very very well is every show that we played would improve um yeah you know we, we started you know we started from probably i would call it a slightly underprepared maybe place and just sort of you know built from there it was almost like we were having band practice just in front in front of people um for a little while there weren't any people at some of those let's just let's be honest it was just (laughs) true you you are correct i I will rephrase that as a public place we're having band practice (laughs) in a public place um but yeah everybody was good about you know looking you know looking at the show and be like okay this is what went good this is what could be better. And then we would make changes and then we'd play again and we would do better. I don't, I don't think we ever backslid. Um, you know, I think it was pretty, pretty up and up um, each show. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to that progress. Um, Cause 
one thing one thing I noticed too, and you guys might <clears throat> might see the same thing or 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 different, but I feel like a lot of bands that are are very very good are very good, but they are sort of frozen in time. You know, they just do what they do, and the musicians just sort of do what they do. And although it is great, they're they're not really doing anything to improve. You know, so it was nice to see our group um, really pushing forward and getting better at playing the songs, making everything sound better, changing the songs, um, you know. So it, I'm interested to see where that ends up as time goes on to see how good we can get the live show and how good we can get the song sounding. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I, I've been thinking about recently because I just announced dates for uh, a sh- couple shows I got in the summertime. I've been thinking about that myself, like what it's going to be like for me to get back on stage and kind of relearn what I've already learned. You know, it, it's just, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens next even knowing the knowledge that you've known and like you Devin you were saying earlier how you've improved each show it's like that 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 can happen again for sure but I mean I I think just because of the time that we're in right now it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how we all come back from that especially when it goes shines through in the work yeah in my mind anyway whenever it all starts coming back yeah whenever (laughs) I, I hear September. We'll see. What, what you hear? What do you mean you hear? From who? <laughs> from who you been from, talking to? From a rep, a reputable person, a reliable the source? music industry, a reliable, a credible source inside the music industry has said, yeah, that that there is a gentleman's agreement that September is when the music industry is just going to push forward full force listen the guy that tripped up the stairs three times said so okay so just believe it. <laughs> it's actually if you ask siri i think siri says september and she's got music all over those things so yeah that's crazy wow, wow. we can actually use siri as like another backup singer i think the, the software is getting very good no 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 you guys know what you guys know what happens when you try to incorporate technology into your act Synthesizers, that's what happens. Freaking synthesizers happen. I know you know what I'm talking about. Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I am excited though. You know, I I eventually I would love to come back down and maybe do a little acoustic tour when this thing's over, honestly. Because you know, I got a house down there and I got a lot of friends down there, so you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do something in the future. I don't know when. I don't know how. I'll be talking to you guys. But, you know, just to do like a little mini tour together. Maybe in a week or something like like through a week, the span. I've got, I've got plenty of promoters and venues ready to go that are, that when, you know, when it's, when it's safe and everything, they'll be ready to go. That, that's awesome. Because I know. James, is, James has got the connections. Oh man, connections. All right. Well, hey. That was, yeah, that was sort of the like the thing. Like it, I don't I don't know if we would we would have played even half, probably less than half. No. Probably all but two shows we've ever played without James going out there and doing the networking and getting a hold of these guys and like making it happen. Right. So, I mean, you could say whatever whatever you want about who did what and who you know, who does what in the band. But there's really no live shows without 
the work that James put in to, you know, getting that, that stuff set up. So that's, that's, uh, that's definitely his forte. If you're looking into that kind of thing. That a boy. Got to have that one guy. That was me. I kept searching and I found shows all the time. It was crazy. Like I got, you know, I, I'm the one that got us the show in Florida. You know, yes. Oh, the one that we, the the one one that we we did together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I knew the family and I knew the groom or the boyfriend at that time, I guess. And he just called me out of the blue. It was like, you know, how would you feel about coming down to Florida? I'm like, done. We, I talked to the guys, we booked it, and we went down. You're like, done. I've been staying in your pool house without telling you for two weeks. I'm already here, bro. <laughs> I'm still here. You just haven't found me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I live on your property in the off season. Right. <laughs> the gardener showed me a secret cubby where I could stay in. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, you know... <laughs> It's it's hard work. It really is to kind of go around and try to find places to go and, and meet people. Um, it's not get paid. Not get paid. Oh my word! There's something about it. Like, have you guys not gotten paid like on the regular? Like, is that kind of a normal thing for you? Because you know we it, are it's, we are experts at not getting paid. No one doesn't get paid yeah. better than us. <laughs> <laughs> I um a lot of the venues that I that I reach out to they're they're all the punk venues they're 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 not making a ton of money on us we're not making it not you know they're not they're most of the time I'm telling them like hey don't charge anything because I just rather people be there to listen right um, because ultimately this isn't something that we were all setting out to make some money on like yeah if we make a little bit of cash here and there cool but it's not something that you care about like um. I think going forward, I'd probably just ask for gas money for whoever has to drive the longest. But uh, other than that, it's really just, hey, we want to get out there. I'll do free, you know, free promotional stuff. Like I made the, I made the flyers for a lot of the shows. I would, I would make the Facebook groups, the events. Um, I would do all that stuff for the venue. So the venue really didn't have to do anything except keep the night open for us most of the time. Right. So, right. Uh, I was always comfortable with that. Cause I really like we did a pay to play once and I don't think I'll ever do that again. Like the venue was cool. Cause it was a cool place, but for, for us to have to grind the way we did to, to just make nothing, but still have to charge all of our friends was crappy. Right. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever paid to play anywhere. Not that I can think of anyway. I, have I still have uh, eleven small white paper trophies from that night that we, <laughs> we didn't, <laughs> and they're they're my beloved souvenirs. I, I would I wouldn't I have I sold have more than eleven. I have I have a whole envelope full. <laughs> that's a that's those are memories, my friend. You can you can make more money. <laughs> exactly, you can't make more memories. You can't go back in time and do it again. Nope. Not unless yes. you're in Back to the Future. <laughs> or no, unless you are back from the future. I'm sorry. Man. Dumb joke. Audience, I apologize. I'll never do it again. Ugh. We don't... I, you, I, I specifically asked if we would be talking about the 80s, and you said no. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> What's your favorite... Okay, that's a, good, that's a good topic. What's your favorite music uh, time? Like, in, like, point in time? Like, 
decades wise, like nineties, eighties, seventies, like what what is your forte? Did I stun you? <laughs> it did. There's too many. I mean there's there's so much from every from every era. Like I mean I my wife really got me into like twenties, thirties, forty jazz and like big band and stuff. But then I was always into like you know, the rockabilly and country stuff from the fifties and sixties and then I just recently started realizing how how good some of the hippie music is. Uh, what is hippie like, music? You know, what are the you talking about? You know, that stuff in the 70s where it, it was the hippies, you know? Are like, you telling me that every person that's from the 70s is a hippie? Is that what you're trying to say, Jay? I'm not saying every one of them, but most of them, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Y- yuppies it's yuppies <laughs> oh, that, oh i'm sorry you're right <laughs> that's that's very uh premature of you anyway <laughs> well but still anyway i i enjoy music from all of the eras because it's just all good and there's always you know there's there's good stuff in every one of them gotcha there's bad stuff in all of them too but i i can't pick one I, that's a really difficult it is it's that's a, very that's a tough very tough what about you, Dev? I exclusively listen to early 2000s rap rock. Only. <laughs> On Dad! Do, do I need to yep. slap you? <laughs> no, no, kind of the same thing. There's, there's, there's that, there's a, like a highest high level of doing anything. Hey, in, in music. must be the money! Sorry, I just thought Oh, that. no. <laughs> hey, listen, you said- one, We all... Did it for the nookie at some point so we're, we're there together well i guess it depends on the age group i, I forget how old how old you are it's okay um, we don't you, need to talk you about may, it you may not have done anything for the nookie um yeah there's there's that high level of just musical achievement you can you can pull out of anywhere um yeah i mean most of my you know my most beloved music is is all like 90s forward like i love prog rock prog metal so like Dream Theater, Opeth, um, uh, the Mars Volta, like that's where I pull the most, you know, musical uh, inspiration from. So I think Mar- I think Mars Volta is probably early two thousands. James, you want to second yeah. that? Yeah, because it came out. It was after At the Drive-In, and At the Drive-In was like late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, I remember At the Drive-In. Yeah, so I, I kind of pull from a newer set of music but then of course in in my search you know as you go looking into into more things um you know i i actually really really like the the whole rockabilly scene that james introduced me to um you know somewhat shockingly the first show he brought me to without a, without much warning about the the chaos i was about to see but from that day forward i'm like i i have had a huge appreciation for that um you know the obviously the the authentic rockabilly, but even today's new throwback music. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, I, I can feel like James is ready to throw his phone out of a window the way I'm explaining this <laughs> this uh, that no. genre. But yeah, yeah, no, it's good. He's like, okay, okay. Sometime this year would be good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. So yeah, just that the, like the rockabilly scene stuff, new and old. Right. I love. Um, and then you know that that like two thousand forward prog rock stuff. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I 
I used to love symphonies when I was growing up. Symphonies and, and uh, orchestras and soundtracks to movies with you know orchestras is like that was my thing. But then I started working with my dad when I got older, and all he would play is rock and roll. And then from then on, you know, from the fourth grade on, let's just pretend right around there, punk was. It seemed uh, obvious that it was my line of thinking and, uh, you know, just what the things that they were talking about, the way they were playing, the angst, you know, the crunchy sound of the guitars. It's just like, that was my thing. And it just, that's how I write. I use that and write songs these days with that same sort of mentality. It's crazy. Yeah, I wasn't really exposed to any punk until I met James, and he kind of like pulled me into it with him. And it's it is it is a very cool scene of extremely dedicated enthusiasts. And you know, yeah. I I, oh, sure. I I love seeing that much passion for anything. You know, and it's it's something that's kind of like uh, it's like you you see it and you want to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh my word! It's it's like you know when you first go to a concert like that, it's kind of awkward, but then at the end of the night, you just sort of surrender and feel like, oh my word, if I fell down, these people would pick me up because you just see how everything goes throughout that show. So Going to those shows with James is the first time I had ever heard someone say that I had girl hair. So <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which one was that? When did that happen? That was that that very first one I went to you, or I went with you, to. Uh, wasn't Coffee Cats. Show? No, it was in Orlando. Oh, hor- horror pops, horror pops, horror pops. Yeah, yeah. Girl hair. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I still have it. No regrets. Truth. True. It's true. He has not changed. He has not changed that hairstyle <laughs> for as long as I've known him. Well, you know, sort of to wrap this thing up, have you guys, you know thought about where you'd like to play first or if if so you know would you ever want to come up north and do something eventually Wholeheartedly. i i just i i want to get back to playing i don't care where it is i don't care if it's a small little place if you know if it's easier for us at this point if i need to do some solo stuff that's fine too but i i, I would i wouldn't mind taking a vacation and going up north for a couple of days and do a couple shows up there, do a run, and then just come home, or you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, if you if you decide to do it, let me know. <clears throat> for sure, I get, no, I'd be I'd be game for that for sure. I, I I feel like Jory would too. So yeah, at whatever point it's logistically doable, I, I think we should definitely do do a uh, like a mini tour up north. I'm down. I mean, yeah, for sure, because I got some bands that would do it with us. That people would definitely come to see us and you guys. So, I mean, yeah, that'd be tremendous. I can't wait. I would, I like I said, I would love to get down there and uh, do a little mini tour with you guys too, because you know I know another band that's really good friends of mine that's opened up for us and vice versa about a thousand times. You know, I know that they would love to come with me down south to do some dates. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, no. well, we're all when we're all shotted up with the five G, we'll do it. Yeah, five G. <laughs> oh God, not that. 
I actually, I could tell that they flipped the 5G tower on near my house because it popped all of the popcorn in my house all at once. <laughs> it was that kind of night, huh? <laughs> it's one of those nights. One of those. So, uh, listen, congrats on the new song. Tremendous. And, uh, you know, as always, it's always good to hear from you guys. You know, I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm glad everybody's safe and sound down there. James, thank you for joining us on the show. Dev, my brother. You. From the bottom of my heart, thanks for coming on, really. You know, thank you, sir. Thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Let's do it again lots soon. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Let's do it again. We will, for sure. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, tune in, okay? I have big plans. Big, big plans. And uh, uh, more announcements and exciting stuff to come. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast, and we're clear.